The Rockets Chop Shop is your one-stop shop for all your basketball needs, for highlights, analysis, podcasts. We do it all here at The Rockets Chop Shop. Make sure you hit the like button on the videos that you watch if you enjoy them. Hit the subscribe button to get notifications from all the great drops that we have on the channel. Also, you can visit the Chop Shop merch store and get you some of the swaggiest gear in the Houston Rockets kingdom. And if you want, you know, you can always support the channel directly through donations. And if you want, you can support us through our partnerships with our sponsors. The Rockets Chop Shop is made by fans for fans. And we're going to keep rocking and keep dropping that heat. This is something I know. What is up, CSGs? I just wanted to do a quick video just to get you guys caught up on some of the things going on in the Rockets universe and some of the thoughts that I had on those things. Um, obviously, we just were coming off a loss versus the Minnesota Timberwolves, who punked us again. Um, just a team that really is the measuring stick of where we need to go as a team to get to be becoming a contender. When we play the, you know, the Toronto Raptors of the world, the Charlottes and the, the you know, Brooklyn Nets of the world, the Detroit Pistons. Um, those games, you're going to win just straight off of just talent, right? We have talented players um, that are able to use their talent against less talented rosters. Um, and the difference between being a talented team and being a good team is the structure and the ability to replicate um, the game plan that you plan on doing. And I think as Coach Adoka always points out after each game, he doesn't really know which team is going to show up. That is a sign of a team that's young. That's a sign of a, a talented team um, that hasn't really fully grasp the concept of being professionals, having structure, et cetera, et cetera. Now, this goes across the board. Obviously, we have vets on the roster and they have kind of succumbed to playing too many minutes right now. As we just found out, I just found out Fred Van Vliet is hurt with an oblique strain and he might be out for an undetermined amount of time, which is concerning. What does that mean for the Rockets standings? Right now, we're currently at 11 in the West, right? We're 11 in the West and the Warriors are right at 12. Let me look. I'm going to look at the um, current standings for the uh, for the Rockets. We are 11th at 23 and 26 with the Warriors 21 and 25 and, uh, you know, and tied with the Jazz in the loss column for that 10th, um, you know, that 10th place. And the Lakers are there in the ninth spot with 25 uh, losses as well. So statistically, we're in the mix for the playing still. But with Frank going down, that gets real nasty. That gets real nasty. So. You know, with that game, you know, with the Timberwolves, obviously you guys seen the postgame comments from the players. There was a little bit of controversy, which I thought was big cap about people tripping out by what Jalen said. He diagnosed it correctly. Um, the team does need to play faster against those uh, bigger teams that like to pack the paint. But he is part of the reason why we struggled, along with Alperen Shangun, who I think played horribly. Um, I think Jalen played a bad game as well. And, and it's not bad in the sense that he was trying to be a bad player. It's bad in the sense that what I told you guys about, you know, him and his scoring in the previous video, what I said in the previous video for Jalen, learning how to drive to the basket is step one, right? He's he's just taking um, those shots, driving to the basket, getting to the rim, being aggressive in that way. But that kind of disguises what the root issue is, which is him leveraging his skill set against the defense. Um, I think of him like a kid that's learning how to do stuff one by one. Like he's learning how to drive now, so he's going to spam that until he learns something else. Um, the reason I'm not super high on Jalen's upside as a superstar is because when I see players learn little blocks of things like that, 
and then they have to like spam it out and then kind of pivot. Uh, it just doesn't have any intentionality to it, right? I don't think that it's something that he is actually doing um, because the IQ of the game is allowing him to do that. I think he's just learning that, hey, I can do this. So let me do this over and over again. And that was proven right against the Timberwolves because he drove into a crowd of defenders into the, one of the best shot blocker, blockers in the NBA over and over again, and it made him struggle. Um, his projection going forward is going to be it's good long term. Like with Jalen, you got to be vested in for the for the long term. And we'll talk about that in a second. And for me, I'm noticing when Alp isn't doing well offensively, the defense struggles a bit. And I don't like that. I need him to be able to be on on, you know, if your offense is struggling, you got to be able to do it on both ends on a nightly basis. These are the things that come with being the best player on the team. And he is our best player. There is no doubt about that. He needs to be better, but it's really, really hard to be better when your team is the worst shooting team in the NBA going against uh, one of the biggest teams and the team that likes to pack the paint. And ultimately, that's what lost the game for the Rockets. Their game plan of, you know, driving the ball that worked against teams like the Raptors with no rim protection and other bottom tier teams just doesn't work against teams like this. Right. That have that. So what do you have to do to break them out of it? You got to get feet in the paint, kick the ball out to shooters. The Timberwolves concede a lot of threes. If you cannot shoot those threes, they're going to destroy you. And that's exactly what they did. Now, you know, I'm not going to beat a dead horse about the Rockets struggling on threes. Once again, to point out, we are the worst three-point shooting team in the NBA as of late. Uh, for the month of January, we are dead last in three-point shooting. And, and it's not just from the guys that are the Tates and the, the Jeff Greens of the world. Even uh, guys like uh, Fred Van Vliet are getting into the act with poor shooting. In the month of January, let's look at this. I'm going to look at Fred Van Vliet's three-point shooting. And in the month of January, Fred is down to 34%, which is really, really low for him. And his field goal percentage, which usually isn't that high, is, is at 42%. So his efficiency has gone down. His impact has gone down. You guys could see by watching the tape, his, um, his shot making has definitely fallen off. And to me, it's because of the minutes that he's played. It's been better as of late. He's only averaging about 35 36 minutes uh, uh, so far at this, but all those 40 minutes back-to-backs, all those games, him trying to be Superman and uh, Coach Udoka, uh, you know, playing him all those minutes and finally caught up to him. I don't know how many people I've talked to that have said that it's only a matter of time that Fred gets injured, and yet he, here we are. Here we are. And the thing is, with Fred's injury, as it relates to the Rockets' outlook going forward, as I described us being 11th in the West, this is not good. Right. This is not good. It's going to take huge efforts from everybody, everybody to come in and try to, like, pick this up. I am worried. I am worried that the team could bottom out. Um, and this just, you know, begs more to what Rafael Stone, the general manager of this team, needs to do. And this is where I'm going to land this 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 short video. Rafael Stone, brother, it's time for you to do your job. Rafael Stone, brother, it's time for you to do your job because these past two, three years of being the GM of a tanking team, that gets you a lot of covering, right? If guys don't pan out, well, you know, it's a bad situation. They don't win games is a bad situation. All of this covers you, right? That you're tanking. The fans don't really see it. Uh, uh, the media kind of ignores you. Um, you don't have any expectations, so you can fly under the radar by and make bad moves as a general manager. and Nobody really says anything about it. Well, guess what? I've been watching. I've been watching because I love the Houston Rockets. 
I don't have a vendetta against anybody. I want the Rockets to be successful, but I do feel like it is my job to point out what I see. I think a lot of y'all watch this channel because you like what me and Space like to say. So we're going to keep it truthful and keep it real and keep it chop shop. Like I'm worried about Stone as a general manager. I haven't seen this dude put together a good roster yet. Once again, how do you put together a roster this small? I don't give a damn if KPJ was still on this roster. Right? How do you put together a roster this small with this 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 many bad shooters? Right? We do not have one sniper on the team. Um, you know what I mean? And it just seems like a lot of just dumb luck and things that are happening. Um, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt of this deadline, right? This deadline to me is the layup for the Rockets. This is the easiest thing they're gonna do in this rebuild as it relates to when it comes to the phase two and going forward from here. Because everything from here are decisions that are going to impact the organization for the next half decade or more, right? So this deadline is the easiest one. Just fill the holes that you need. You need a backup big. You need some shooting. Maybe you can sneak in some ball handling. To me, the best way to start isn't wasting Victor Oladipo's contract on Steven Adams, who's slated to give you 20 minutes uh, a, 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 a game next year, right? Not a priority need. Right. Another uh, drop big is not a priority need. Right. You could have achieved uh, getting a big man, another tough, tough guy, big man, a guy, to, all that vet stuff you could have brought in. Love Steven Adams, but not not the top of the priority. Right. That salary that, you know, I've heard people say they're going to use it for it creates a blah, blah, blah. I don't care about all that, bro. Build a roster. There's always an excuse. Some 5D chess stuff that uh, the team is doing to to kind of explain away uh, to me a bad decisions that they're making about actually building a basketball team. I don't care about a TPE or all this crap if you can't put together real players that are going to play together and actually win games, right? So Stone, put it together. Put it together. This team should not be in the lottery, even with Fred Van Vliet's injury. This team should not be in a lottery. There's a lot of, to me, I can, they don't have an identity yet. They don't have an uh, organization. Let me put it like this. They don't have an organizational identity as to what they're going to do. And it makes sense, right? It's a young team. You have a lot of undeclared talent, meaning they haven't really said, I'm the guy. Shangun is taking a big step forward and saying, I'm the guy. A lot of the other guys have not yet, right? You see flashes here and there, but as time comes on, the clock ticks. It ticks on Jalen Green, right? And that's why he's the the topic of a lot of trade rumors. I just saw one that was saying that uh, the, the Bulls called with Zach Levine. Like, hell no, we're not doing that. Um, but that the Rockets have offered his name amongst other wings in the NBA. So obviously there's something there. To me, where there's smoke, there's fire. I've heard it from multiple sources, multiple uh, media outlets, and multiple reporters that are very credible. I know Rockets fan want to explain everything away as some nefarious thing the, the media has against Houston. It's not. Okay, it's it's a dirty world in the in the business side of the NBA. And this is what Jalen Green's about to encounter. The business of the NBA. The business of the NBA is the same thing that got Daryl Morey and James Harden to fall out. The business of the NBA is what gets uh, star players traded from their teams once the opportunity comes. The business of the NBA is what fires coaches that are winning. It's a cold world out there, right? When it comes to these NBA streets. So I'm not surprised if the Rockets are shopping Jalen Green because one of the most important factors that drives decision making at that level in the C-suite is self-preservation, self-preservation. And if this team goes to the lottery, the next thing that should go is Rafael Stone, right? If this team ends up being a lottery team this year with using 60 plus million dollars in cap space 
and you still can't put together a team to just achieve your base outcomes of, you know, making a play-in tournament and giving your young guys time to kind of get that experience and playing there, then I don't trust you for the other stuff. So Stone, this this is on him. This is going to be a Rafael Stone. This is his playoffs. This is the NBA Finals for Rafael Stone. But this is the easiest one because next year you got to you got to pay JG and Shane Goon. What are you going to do then? If you can't go get us a backup big right now, if you can't go get some shooting, what are you going to do then? So I'm I'm calling him out. Like, bro, you got to show us something. Show us something. Show me something, right? I want to see it. I want to see us put together a functional roster just for once. And it's not going to be all done in this trade deadline. It can't be because there's so many holes. There's so many things that need to be answered on the team, but it does need to start now. Like start making moves that actually give you a direction going forward in the future. Because once again, decisions need to be made. And, and you know what I mean? With the Jalen thing, whether they trade him or not, whatever, you know, th they're going to make the decisions that they feel is best. You guys know my stance on it. I say that give him this summer. This summer is going to be the most important thing for Jalen Green in his career that's going to determine what type of player is going to be. Is he going to be a, a role player, a starter, a bench player, or, or a guy that has superstar potential? This summer, he's going to have to lock himself in the lab and work on his game. This is the, this is the time. All, all his his career is going to be pivoted on how he performs coming out of this this summer, this offseason. So I want to see that, right? Because what I would hate is for Jalen to be given up on too early before he gets a chance. But the flip side to that for those who do want him traded is because they understand the business aspect of the, of the NBA. Usually you can have all the potential in the world till it's time for me to pay you money. And the Rockets are in this kind of uh, uh, it's kind of a tension that they have going on here with the Jalen situation. The situation is that you have JG and his potential talent. You have the um, the clock of having to pay him money and make decisions on what type of player is going to be. And then you also have the expectations of winning. And all of these are in conflict with each other. Potential talent is in conflict with paying a guy money because you don't pay guys on potential uh, especially if they haven't really shown you the consistency that you want to see. So then if you pay him as a role player, then he doesn't deserve the reps of a guy that has potential star talent because what happens that winning side of this tension starts saying, go get other guys that can help me win now and give them those reps. So it's kind of a weird kind of a triangle that, that they're in right now that they have to make a decision on because if you're going to go forward with Jalen Green, you're going to have to be committed to seeing him through this at least till next year right and what does that look like what if you get to the trade deadline next year and we're 23 and 26 what are you going to do at that point right does that make you want to trade him even more these are hard decisions but to me the decision right now for the rockets easy it's layup just get some depth on this team give these dudes a chance to make a plan that is the most important thing for me the reason i say that is because i want to evaluate all these players on the highest stage I don't want to pay anybody a dime until I can see how well they perform on the highest stage. Once again, we understand the issues of the past, even Silas, et cetera, et cetera. But welcome to the to the big boy world. This is what happens. There's a time that is placed on a player's like projection. Once you reach that time where they got to shell out cash is put up or shut up. And I think the guys are there. But y'all let me know, man. What do y'all think the Rockets should do going to this trade deadline? I've heard rumors of them trying to go all in on a big player. I've heard some stuff about, you know, just getting a, a couple role players here and there. I've heard some crazy trades. I, I don't believe anything till it happens when it relates to Rafael Stone or the Rockets. 
obviously he's a lawyer so he's gonna say anything that makes him covered like even if it happens he's covered if it doesn't so every like he'll say like the both you know he talks what they say he talks out both sides of him out but y'all let me know what do you think the rockets should do let me know in the comments and in the chat if you're new to the channel hit the subscribe button if you like this video hit the like button keep rocking with the chop shop we don't keep dropping that Bye.